Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness here on OCRFM. 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at acrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you all over the uh, current news? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, just in case people haven't heard, Victoria. New rules yeah. coming out yesterday. And they're officially in force as of midnight tonight. Yeah. So uh, we're back to not necessarily full lockdown, but pretty close to it. Yeah. So we just got up to the fact that people could have up to 20 people in their house. Now it's back down to five. Yeah. We just got up to, well, it was going to be 50 people in outdoor settings and businesses and stuff. Now it's down to 10. Yeah. So there's a bit of... uh, I don't know, moroseness in the air. Yeah. But uh, we will get through this. It's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, how uh, how are you feeling? Good. Had a good week? Yeah. Got up to anything exciting? Um, on Friday, we finally got to do our Grade 6 Leadership Day. <laughs> That's been a while in the making. Uh-huh. And we found out who our leaders are. Right, yeah. And I'm one of them. Congratulations. I don't think I've got my magic button that uh, does claps and claps and claps all around, do I? Hang on. I might. I do. Well done. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. What does that entail for the rest of the year? Uh, lots more uh, um, stuff for us to do. Yep. Um more important things to do. And, yeah. <laughs> Different jobs and roles and stuff? Yeah. Do you have to um, lead things or people yeah. or uh-huh. everything? Yeah. <laughs> You're now a teacher? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 You're the principal. <laughs> no, that's pretty, pretty darn exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well... Uh, let's see. Oh, well, we've got more exciting news here in the studio because uh, we start a brand new Yum Box this week. Yeah. We finished off our French journey last week. Mm-hmm. Do we have a clue on the outside of the box as to where we might be heading this time? The Land of Palms. The Land of Palms, as in P-A-L-M-S? Yep. Hmm. Okay, so we've got maybe palms. So we're thinking dates and... Kind of that tropical-ish... There's a picture on the sticker... Yeah. ...with a big Jesus with his arms out. Ah, okay. That's an even bigger clue. Do you know where that 
uh, well, the most famous, the largest one in the world is? I know where it is. Well, where it is, but I don't know the place. Don't know the place. I'm getting flashbacks. I believe we've been perhaps to this country before. I may be wrong. We? we. I may be wrong, but there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Okay, where are we? Brazil. Brazil. I thought we've already been there. I I have a funny feeling we may have travelled to Brazil before, but the Yumbox is very good at, um, uh, you know, revisiting places and giving different treats to uh, those that we've had before. But, yeah, I do have a funny feeling that we have traversed the the earth and landed in Brazil before with the Yumbox. Wow. What? I've updated the book too. Okay, we've got some new fun facts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They certainly have. Do you want to tell us the difference for those who might be playing along at home and uh, wonder what's different in the booklet? They've got the nutritional facts mm. and stuff next to them now. So not only do they just have the pictures of uh, the various foodstuffs, but, uh, yeah, nutritional information as well. Um, what fun facts has it got um, in the introduction to Brazil? Uh, it's got um, facts about the things there. Mm-hmm. What have we got? Facts about Christ the Redeemer statue. Mm-hmm. Amazon rainforest. Yep. And... What is that? Uh, Pele. <laughs> That's a famous... Well, look, I don't know much about sport, but I know that Pele is a famous soccer <laughs> A famous soccer player. So uh, he's a household name in Brazil, though not his full name. Um, he's known as Pele, but his full name is Edson Arante do Nascimento. Mm-hmm. He is widely regarded as the best soccer player of all time, and uh, was elected athlete of the 20th century by the International Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. There you go. How old do you think he was in his first World Cup final? He was the youngest player to ever play in the World Cup final. Wow. Um, What's your guess? Around 10 or 11? Well, a bit higher than that. <laughs> Give him seven years. He was 17. Mm. But uh, at... That is just the beginning of his uh, massive career. He's scored over 1,281 professional goals in 1,363 soccer matches. Mm -hmm. I can see why he's athlete of the century. (laughs) Uh, What else do you know about the Amazon rainforest? Uh, Isn't it the biggest rainforest in the world? It is, yeah. The most species-rich tropical rainforest to be... uh, to be exact. Um, it is home to about one-tenth of the world's different species. There's over 2.5 million insects, over 1,200 bird species, and more than uh, 400 different mammals that live in the Amazon rainforest. Wow. Uh, oh, how many trees do you think there would be in there? Millions. <laughs> or, or plant species, at least. Yeah, there are billions, actually. Over oh, 390 wow. billion uh, trees that live in the rainforest. 
Among those incredible animals are the black crocodile, the jaguar, and the anaconda. Mm. There's also plenty of cute critters in there, like monkeys and otters and turtles and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I know when I think of Amazon rainforest, I probably think of the, the, the anacondas and jaguars and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as you said, that, um, that statue, a very famous one. Um, in 1920, the uh, Rio community, known as the Catholic Circle, proposed that a statue be built to inspire holiness um, around their town. They considered several different designs, from a simple cross to a statue of Jesus holding up a great big globe, a little bit like the Hollywood sign, um, before they landed on their top choice, which was an open-armed statue of Jesus symbolising peace. Little did they know, their 125-foot statue would later become one of the most globally recognised symbols of religion around the world. And uh, that has actually earned it a spot as one of the seven new wonders of the world. Mm. Mm. It says on this sheet, it weighs 700 tonnes. That is huge. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of different foods and flavours. Um, when it comes to Brazil, there's going to be lots of uh, tropical flavours in there. Coffee, cassava, coconut, banana, passion fruit and pineapple. Mm. Um, in March, they had uh, lots and lots of um, festivals. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have... Oh, wow. Uh, a 13-foot-tall wave called the Poroca which is a great big tidal wave um, that people try and ride each year in March. That would be a scary competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently the surfers aren't just riding a huge wave when they attempt that. They're also (laughs) riding alongside crocodiles, electric eels and piranhas. Uh, No, thanks. No. But uh, there you go. Let's find out. What are you choosing for us today from the Brazilian Yum Box? We've got uh, quite a lot of different um, sweet and savoury items in there. Oh, we've got a yum bag. A yum bag. I knew you were going to go for the yum bag. <laughs> Is that what you're choosing? Or are we... Um, we've got some a couple of different types of chips. There's sweetened popcorn, dark chocolate crisped rice, some wheat snacks... White chocolate with strawberry, peanut candies in there as well. Yeah, but um, I've got the white chocolate and strawberry mm-hmm. and peanut candy bar. Right, oh, okay. So, uh, kicking off then with the peanut candy bar. Mm-hmm. So, this is the, uh, oh, this is testing my limited Spanish, the Paco Quita. Every June, Brazilians put on their best farmers' costumes and take to the streets, where they play fiddles, perform square dances, and light enormous bonfires. Part religious festival, part harvest festival, the festival Juanita, no, Juanina, sorry, was adapted from a European midsummer festival by Brazilian farmers who incorporated their favourite rural traditions. But one of the things that takes place is the uh, peak. Cosa or Pachoca. I <laughs> apologise again for my terrible pronunciation. This traditional specialty made with peanuts, sugar and salt is the signature sweet of the celebration. And so, uh, yeah, that's what is inside this little package. 
What can you see on your pack? Um, it's a little peanut dude. Yeah, like a little anthropomorphic peanut. He's got big happy eyes and a smile. Uh-huh. And uh, it's yellow plastic packaging. And then as we bust that open... Very crumbly. Is it? Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, I, sh- I shouldn't have tested. I should have just believed you. <laughs> it is extremely crumbly. Now, even though it's called peanut candy, what would you call that? Like a tiny muesli bar, I think. Yeah, it's thicker than um, peanut butter, but it comes in a cylindrical... It's very... It's like compact peanut. Mm, yeah. It's made into kind of a peanut paste, I think. And then that's set in a cylinder kind of form, but there's still chunky bits of peanut in it. Mm-hmm. What's it tasting like? Mine's crumbled into a bazillion pieces. <laughs> Sorry, a Brazilian. <laughs> okay, yours. <laughs> um, it tastes like peanut butter. Mm. Very much so. And because it is so crumbly... It melts in your mouth. Yeah. Very, very nutty indeed. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving this? I like this. Two thumbs up. Yeah. It's it's not gooey enough to be peanut butter to spread on, you know, toast or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not dry enough to uh, to hold together in its, in its shape. The slightest pressure and it crumbles into almost breadcrumbs. It's uh-huh. like peanut breadcrumbs. Uh-huh. But yes, very Moorish. It's kind of the consistency of peanut butter cups, but it's yeah. got chunkier bits of peanut through it. Yeah. If you've had that before. Okay then. Definitely two thumbs up for the uh, Peco Quita. And we're finishing off the Yum Box today with Bibbs Marengo Extreme. That sounds exciting. White chocolate with strawberry. Now, did you... I don't think we actually knew this fact from last time we were in Brazil. Did you know that um, it is the white chocolate capital of the world? Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that myself. Oh, going on with last week too. Uh, Yes, exactly. We were talking... White chocolate last week with our milky bars. Um, Brazil eats more white chocolate than any other country. Wow. Three times more than the US alone. And their annual white chocolate sales amount to $315 million. Wow. That's quite an economy. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so popular? Don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that um, there was anything in particular about uh, Brazilian white chocolate. Um, But the team behind the Yum Box think that it might be the Marengo, which translates as strawberry. So this has got little flecks of strawberry bits, dried out strawberry through the white chocolate. And, uh, yeah, milky. Can you smell that? Oh, a little bit. Hmm. I don't know what that smells like. I'm assuming it's white chocolate and strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, my um, 
abysmal sense of smell is not really good at that particular piece. Um, so you've broken it off. It was in four... Um. What was it? A little tiny block of chocolate? About six... Squares? No, um... Twelve squares. <laughs> Twelve squares, <laughs> yep. And six each square... Squares. So it's flatter than the chocolate we're used to seeing here in Australia. Yeah. Um... Because we've we've got kind of the very curved Cadbury chocolate in a block. This is very flat, and have you got your magic measuring stick over there? Oh yes. Um, to try and work out each square. What what size we're we looking at here? Um. See, white um, chocolate um. does go really well with strawberry, so they've probably hit the nail on the head. Three centimetres the long way, mm-hmm. and about two centimetres the short way. Okay. Yeah. So two by three. Mm. It is very creamy. Oh, that's good. And the strawberry does give it a sharper... Where the milky bar we had last week was just pure milk chocolate. Well, again... No chocolate in uh, milk chocolate, so it's not really chocolate, because there's no cocoa. But, um, yeah, it gives it that very creamy taste, but the the dried strawberry gives it kind of a zest or a Mm -hmm. tang. Yeah. That's very nice. Uh Uh-huh. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving the uh, Marengo Extreme? Two thumbs up. Very much so. So that's just sugar, cocoa butter vegetable oil and milk mm. as well as the dehydrated strawberry very very nice uh-huh. good stuff well i think we're going to enjoy going to brazil again with all these um <laughs> tropical flavors yeah peanuts and strawberry for now though we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, check out this week's topic hi this is Time and afternoon delight to take a look at this week's topic, which is fantails. And what can you tell me about fantails? On the packaging, they've got like trivia facts. Yeah, they do. Now, I think this was probably one of the first um, confectionery items we looked at back when you joined Afternoon Delight. I think you've done these yeah. in your very, very, very early days of the show. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, can remember <clears throat> doing. Yeah, I thought we'd revisit it because um, the, the the taste of Fantail has been replicated recently in a few different products. Mm-hmm. So um, there's been things like Fantail-flavoured... Oak milk. Oak milk, yes. Um, Fantail-flavoured hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So the... Um, the range of hot chocolates was uh, very tasty indeedly. <laughs> but um, for those who don't know, um, they're produced by Allen's Confectionery, um, which is a product of Nestle's company. So Nestle owns Allen's, um, and so technically they also own Fantails. Allen's themselves are best known for Minties, 
which are a very soft, chewy, mint-flavoured confectionery, which I'm sure you're a fan mm. of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Allen's was founded by Alfred Weaver Allen, uh, who was a Melbourne confectioner. He was originally employed by McRobertson's, but then commenced his own confectionery production in 1891 at a Fitzroy confectionery shop. By 1909, it was the third largest confectionery business in Melbourne, just after McRobertson's and also Abel Hoadley. We've had Hoadley products on the show before. It then launched as a public company in 1922, erecting a big factory to the design of prominent Melbourne architect Joseph Plottle on the banks of the Yarra River. And its animated neon sign was a big local landmark of the Allen's Lolly Factory up until 1987. They um, had to abandon chocolate production during World War II. However, um, afterwards, it then became Australia's largest confectionery company Mm -hmm. and continues to be so today. It was purchased out by uh, UK Rothman Holdings in 1985 and then sold on to Nestle after that, um, but remains as the top brand of sugar confectionery in Australia, and they produce a large number of um, items that have pretty much not changed all that much over the years. Occasionally they'll drop in uh, new flavours of traditional ones. We've had uh, you know updates on competitions that they've run over the past few years where they put together full bags of their ones that are normally only incorporated in party mix bags. Yeah. So um, they've gone from jelly on a plate to calling it strawberries and cream, Mm. and uh, that has then morphed into things like peaches and cream. Uh Uh, They have black cats, which were, um, for a short time, they had uh, chocolate-flavoured ones, kind of like Chico's, but they make bananas, jaffas, um, snakes alive, minties, frogs alive, milkos, redskins, pineapples, all those different things. But the Jaffas, uh, sorry, the Fantails themselves, as you said, are a caramel-based um, item that has a chocolate coating, and the uh, they're most famous for their outside wax papering yeah. because of the trivia on the outside. Um, what else can we say about uh, Fantails? Don't know. Do you know why they are called Fantails? No. <laughs> it's actually a play on words. Because a fantail um, is traditionally a bird, F-A-N-T-A-I-L, because its tail fans out and it looks like, you know, a fan. Whereas these are fan tails because they are, the, the trivia is about movie stars. So if you're a fan of the movies, these are their tails. <laughs> and that's why the packaging has a traditional yoldi cinema kind of look to it. Um, these, these, the, the branding of the bag has changed over time, but it's always retained that cinema look. So you've got uh, the, the title of Fantails on the bag at the moment um, uh, in kind of yeah. Hollywood yeah. font, yeah. and then uh, it's backed on you know, a roll of film. But the, uh, the Fantail design itself on the, the, the wax paper is um, it's pretty much not changed. It looks the same. It looks like the old-style curtain um, mm. setup that you would have had going to either uh, a stately theatre <laughs> to sit down with in the 
in the olden days. Not quite so if you were going to a drive-in movie, which, funnily enough, has uh, become quite popular again recently yeah, due to COVID-19. To watch, uh, football. Yeah, and the footy and stuff like that. People are going to drive-in movies again. Because uh, bec- you're not out and about. That's right. You're in the car. You can maintain social distancing. And I know that a lot of people... Uh, spent their lockdown time catching up on movies. So we thought that fan tales might be a good way to uh, put that knowledge to the <laughs> test that you might have picked up um, over over the time. And since we last uh, looked at fan tales back in 2017, the New York Times have uh, run a competition and fan tales were declared the most iconic um, Australian lolly. Mm. So, uh, fantails may be relatively unknown to most Americans, but um, Marie Claire went to some length to explain the beauty of fantails. Let's see if you uh, agree with this description. These chocolate-covered caramels get their name from the celebrity on their wrappers. Quite literally, they are fantails. They were first created in the 1930s to catch in on movie star mania, not long after the talkies came to Australia. Do you know what the talkies were? No. Well, this was when uh, movies went from being silent films to movies that actually had people mm. talking in them. So they were referred to as the talkies. In the 30s, um, they were transitioning from that silent film era, which was just people acting out the movie and then having the words displayed up on the screen for you to read in between, so to kind of flick between action, words, action, words. This was where they were starting to sync up uh, and be able to put the voices and the actors speaking at the same time. So today, they're known by, uh, owned by Nestle and its team of trivia writers dig up factoids on celebrities from Australia and around the world. Um, so we thought we might give a bit of a, a competition-y sort of thing. Do you want to go head-to-head with the listeners, Max? <laughs> okay. It'll be tricky for people who are listening back on the um, the podcast. They might like to pause yeah. and <laughs> pause and play as we go. Yeah. But uh, after the break, uh, we'll, we'll test each other on some fantail trivia and see if we can guess who is who. How does that sound? Okay. Thank you, dokey. And if people want to play along, um, they can phone the studio on 52321991. So that's 52321991. Gives a call if you want to have a go at our fantail trivia um, on the air. Okie dokie. It is time for a face-off, Max. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got uh, some fantails here in a bag. And uh, we're going to draw one at a time, read mm-hmm. the question out to the opposing uh, person and see <laughs> if we can correctly get the answer to these um, these little fantail triggers. Now, the thing with fantails, I'm not sure how often the questions are updated. Yeah. We have spoken about this previously on the show. Um, do we make it ten times harder and you have to have the fantail in your mouth while you're reading it, or is that just going to be... I don't know. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Okay, I'll read it out. Okay. Who am I? 
Born February 3rd in Sydney, Australia. She is an actress, writer and stand-up comedian. She trained in Australia's OTYP and acclaimed Second City Improv to School in New York. Mm-hmm. She appeared as Tula in the SBS comedian, comedy series Pizza, Pizza from 2003 and gained her breakout role in 2011's Bridesmaids leading virtually to name her one of the top ten comic to watch 2011 in 2012. She started in the musical comedy Pitch Perfect where her role as Fat Amy earned her several awards nominations followed by another busy year in 2013 where she started in Pain and Gain Alongside Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne Johnson. And I believe she's currently the host of a brand new TV series called LOL Australia. Or Last One Laughing. I think that's just come out. Is that Rebel Wilson? Yes. Hey, got it. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Hey, he Who am I, Max? I was born in Melbourne in 1968 and began a career as a stand-up comedian, gaining popularity on the TV series Full Frontal in 1997. I made my debut in the movie The Castle as Con, the kickboxing accountant. In the year 2000, I played the role of the infamous Australian criminal Mark Chopper-Reed. I went on to star as The Hulk in 2003, Troy 2004, Star Trek in 2009, Lone Survivor in 2012, and Deliver Us From Evil in 2014. I originally wanted to be a mechanic, but I'm well known for my love of cars, as seen in the documentary Love the Beast 2009. Do you know which Aussie actor that is? Oh no! Not quite sure of that one. No. But do you want to give it a give it a guess? Oh, I don't know who. The... Ooh! Um, what if there's anyone out there in listener land who knows that one that could text it in to o four three nine three two nine seven one three, or jump on the phone five two three two one double nine one. Um, who who is that mystery actor? An Aussie actor. Started out as a comedian and then turned to, uh, well, still comedy acting, but also some serious drama stuff. He's a good friend of um, Australian comedian Dave O'Neill. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's see if anyone knows that one. Got another one for me there? Yep. Okay. Need to... Uncrinkle it. <laughs> Uncrinkle so the wax it. paper. 
Um. Oh, this one doesn't have the answer. No. Um. Oh. Most of it's cut off. Oh. Okay. Well, that's going to make it very tricky. Mm. Which one are you going to start with? Both of them are cut off. Okay. Mm, yeah. Have you got one that's got the answer? Um. Yes. So let's see if yeah, I can piece it. Let's see if yeah, I can piece it together from the information that's out there. She is a media personal personality known for her self-titled, um, multi-awarded winning talk show, which is the highest-rated program in history in one show. She gave members of the audience brand new cars. It attended in 2011 when she began her own television network, The Ultimate Australian Adventure. Saw her bringing her entire show to Australia in 2011 where she had guests such as Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe filming one episode on the steps of the Opera House in 2013. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom and Honor Doctorate. Honorable Doctorate, probably. Yep. yep. From Harvard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's a very, very famous businesswoman. There's possibly something in there. It might be in the early bits that have been cut off of your thing. If it's the person I'm thinking of, she was also in the colour purple. And she's gone back to acting, actually. She had a movie um, she was in recently, A Wrinkle in Time. Did you see that movie? No? Bit of a strange uh, kind of fairy tale fantasy movie. Would that happen to be Oprah Winfrey? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, last one for you then. This is a group of four men who have their own television's children program in 1995, 1996, 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001, and 2006. They were awarded the highest selling children's video sales. When the group performed at Madison Square Gardens in 2003, front row tickets sold for 500 US dollars a piece. Mm. In 2008, the group found themselves in the midst of a ticketing scandal with scalpers trying to sell their $19 tickets for almost $2,000. They were so popular. Wow. These tickets were later voided. In 2012, after the departure of three of the original performers, the group added its first female member. And that's uh, who performs these days as this particular band. Children's Entertainers. There are four men, three of them left and were replaced with one female. They also have a dancing dinosaur, dog and octopus that join them on stage. And they're well known for their bright coloured skivvies. I don't know. Oh, no, really? Uh, I thought it might be outside your wheelhouse. Uh, D-O-R-O-T-H-Y? 
is one of their songs. They drive a big red car. Wiggles. It is the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> so we might uh, pop some of those up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for people to have a guess. We'll block out the uh, the answers and see if they can mm-hmm. work out those uh, bits of trivia, hey? Mm-hmm. Uh, while you've been munching on your fantails, what's your thought of the uh, gooey, chewy caramel treat? Very sticky. It is. It is. They're quite chewy. They get stuck in your teeth. They do get stuck in your teeth. It's a bit different to a minty that after a bit of chewing, they become more malleable and you can... Uh, and they just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas these are, um, yeah, very, very chewy to start with. And they stay there for a lot longer. <laughs> but you can certainly play a bit of um, Who Are You trivia <laughs> with a fan tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this. <laughs> Afternoon Delight, it is time for our sweetest tune, and uh, this is uh, a tune that we've, we've kind of already featured a little bit of in the show tonight, yeah. uh, because uh, it is from the eighth studio album by the English rock band The Who, and we use it as the intro for our Who Are You quiz, yeah. considering we're looking at uh, all these different movie stars, we thought we might um, share the full song, Who Are You? Um, it is the title track from the album called Who Are You? And um, it did cop a little bit of controversy when it was released. Um, the lyrics are inspired by an incident where Pete Townsend from The Who uh, was going out uh, to a party with his friends Steve Jones and Paul Cook and was found in a doorway by a policeman um, who would only let him go onto the party if he could walk away safely. And so, um, yeah, they just he just kept getting asked, who are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And apparently there is a lyric, um, who the F are you, <laughs> that almost made it into the lyrics. You can kind of hear where it would have been. So... Uh, that was that was Pete talking to the policeman <laughs> who was blocking him from entering this particular party. Mm-hmm. So here it is. This is the Who with Who Are You. Afternoon Delight, that there is our sweetest tune for this week, Who Are You by The Who, um, which has pretty much become one of the band's signature tunes. What do you think? Cool. Fan of that one? Uh Not too bad? Yeah. Um, There was a promotional video filmed back in 1978 for the Kids Are All Right documentary, where the original intent was to have The Who simply mime to the version... Uh, that they originally recorded, but the decision was made to also re-record everything. (laughs) The guitars, backing vocals, drums, piano. The only bit of the original version in that video clip version 
is John Entwistle's bass and the synthesizer backing, mm-hmm. and everything else was re-recorded. So there you go. Uh, we're about to put up uh, some of those trivia bits and pieces on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for people to have a look back at over the week and uh, see if you can answer those questions. Mm-hmm. But let's have a look at uh, some of the stuff we had up uh, throughout this week on the Facebook page because um, we're asking, you know, the really tough questions, mm-hmm. as we always do of our listeners. Um, we shared the uh, information about uh, Milky Bars. Yeah. We asked you which was better, uh, or, if, or if you've tried the uh, the new gooey caramel or mint cookie fudge of the Kit Kat flavours. Uh, Lynn says the mint one's very good, but uh, apparently one of her friends, David, says, I wouldn't have a clue because you never share. <laughs> um, as for our poll last week, we were looking at the Milky Bars, Milky Bar Whirl and Milky Bar Cookie. Uh, Steffi says that cookies are the top. Absolute thumbs up. Something else that we didn't get time to mention last week because we just ran out of show, but to celebrate the launch of Milky Bar Whirl, um, there was a competition that closed yesterday <laughs> looking for the Milky Bar Kidult. So they were on the hunt for, you know, an adult who's still a kid at heart for a new um, series of Milky Bar ads. So hopefully people saw that and maybe, I don't know, there might be someone from around here that entered that. Uh, Something else that has um, popped up throughout the week is Tim Tam, uh, the British... uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the British Prime Minister and what he's been saying Australia should do. They're they're looking to share more of their products between Australia and um, Britain. And so he was saying, we'll send you... Penguins, and you send us Tim Tams. Now, I know who's getting the better end of the the uh, the bargain there. Britain. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, Arnott's have put out a, a... I'm still not sure if it's 110% real or not, but um, they're asking people to decide what would a British-inspired Tim Tam flavour be? Mm-hmm. So they've got things like fish and chip flavoured, <laughs> uh, scotch egg... And uh, on the Facebook page, Kat said, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> uh, James has suggested toad in a whole pie flavoured Tim Tam. Nice one. Um, but yeah, quite quite an odd one. Bangers and mash, fish and chips, scotch egg or scones and cream. I think scones and cream has yeah. got to be the closest you would get to a, yeah. a real Tim Tam flavour. All the other ones are... A bit too savoury. Although, that said, they do have a cheese-flavoured Tim Tam that tasted not too bad. Anyway, we're almost out of time here on Afternoon Delight. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to uh, open up the Kinder Surprise. Okie Max, it is time to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. What have we got in there? Uh, the capsule's not open. <laughs> there you go. Oh, bluey green parts. Lizard, I think it is. Oh, it's another two-parter. 
Didn't we have a crocodile last week? Yeah. Oh, no. It's, how many pieces is there? Three. Three. Hmm. Last week's crocodile was two, and it was a little bit more complicated than we thought mm. to start off with. There you go. Okay, so you've got... Is it a frill neck? Yep. Okay, so the there's two halves of the head that connect to the base of the body. Is that right? Yep. Its neck's not connecting. <laughs> Don't we all have that problem? <laughs> Well, it's on, but yeah. <laughs> Only just. Yeah. It's like a bluey green lizard. Yeah, it's got <laughs> its mouth open mm. and a great big grin. Mhm. And the neck is uh, all frilled backwards. Mhm. But that is it for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the show and. Uh, if you want to listen back, you can head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. There's some trivia questions there from our fan tales, a few that we didn't ask on air that uh, we can share. There's more Oh, parts. hang on, there's more parts. Oh, <laughs> see, we've always got to open up the whole capsule, pour everything out, look at the instructions. What, what else was in there? Um, the top part of the frilled neck. The frill. I thought he was looking a little bit sad and <laughs> lonely. He had his frill down under his chin but there's some paper pieces that you connect so it can actually fan and oh that means that he can actually put the fan up and down that's very clever yeah nice work there we go excellent so it's a rainbow colored fan yeah. <laughs> awesome well that is it for this week we'll be back next sunday to do it all again all things going well yeah. <laughs> hope everyone stays safe and uh, follows those covid Restrictions. Uh-huh. We'll see you next Sunday. See ya. Baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day. Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Smoking up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together Makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you Is getting so exciting Skylight rockets in flight 